You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 234. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 234. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. My love. Hello. Well, hello, my sweet, sweet How man. How are you? I'm amazing. You are? Merry yes, you are. fucking Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yes. It, if you guys are listening to this, the day that it is released, it is Christmas Day. No way. And if you celebrate Christmas, I hope you are having a beautiful day today. And perhaps you are stealing a little moment away from the craziness of the holiday to hang out with us. Or perhaps you're driving to in-laws or to family and you've thrown the pot on so we will have a very special gift for you for the holiday and you might be standing in line listening to this while you're returning gifts well let's hope not let's hope they're (laughs) inevitable it's not like it's the 25th i'm hoping that there people aren't shopping right i guess it's all happening returning gifts yeah i guess 26th you know you know we'll see but welcome to the show we are excited to bring you a holiday christmas edition of the joy junkie show podcast and there is something very exciting to let you know about do you do you hear a little something i don't hear anything you don't no listen really carefully oh there it is slowly off in the distance coming up oh we interrupt this broadcast of the Joy Junkie Show to bring you this urgent free shit alert. Repeat, this is a free shit alert. <laughs> free <laughs> shit alert. You gave me the funniest look. <laughs> I was like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it is a free shit alert for you. The last one of 2017. This week, we are talking all about how to make epic shit happen in 2018. We've done this particular type of episode for the last two years, and it's always extremely popular because it's all about planning for 2018. So if you go to thejoyjunkie.com slash 234, or you look at the show notes for this particular episode, you'll see that you can download a complete planning guide for 2018. So as you listen to this episode, it things may make sense to you, but you're really going to want to have that worksheet and that planning guide in front of you as we go through everything today. Otherwise, it's not going to be super clear. You'll be able to get, you know, a couple of little nuggets and things like that as we go through, but you will want that in front of you or else none of it is going to it, it's it's like you might as well not even bother, right? Well, you know, also, I was thinking it would be nice, like maybe in June, to do a follow up. Yeah. On this, like do a podcast. Yeah, that's not follow a bad idea. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, do like a halfway through the mm-hmm. year where you ask. How's your January planning going? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, you know, that's one of those things that I see a lot where people are all pumped up in the new year. 
right? Yeah. Soon as we're done, there's this really interesting lull mm-hmm. right after Christmas up until New Year's Eve, right? Where everyone is has a little bit more time off. They're a little bit more contemplative, recollecting the past year and all of that. They get all pumped up, all fired up, hit January like gangbusters. And then fr- once we hit February, it's like, Arr! all the things have gone by the wayside. You forgot about the health goals. You forgot about all of those things. So we want to do an episode today to get all of that shit in order to set you up for success for 2018. So you can make some serious shit happen. Yes, 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 yes. So don't forget to get your planning guide. We're going to dive into that in a minute. But before we do, why don't I throw the mic to you, Malerv? All right. So we're going to do a little segment we like to call... Would you rather? And today's would you rather, I figure since it's a Christmas theme, I'll throw a Christmas one at you. Okay. Would you rather listen to Christmas music for an entire year? Oh, jeez. And that's all you can listen to? All you hear whenever the radio's on is Christmas music of some sort. Wow. Or never hear Christmas music again. Ever. Wow. Wow. So, Christmas songs for a year, that's all you can hear, or never again will you be able to hear a Christmas song. I, and it, it's all different genres of Christmas songs? Yeah, Christmas music. Like, it could be anything. Yeah. Okay. It'd be like a shuffle podcast, or, or um, iPod. Which, by the way, on Pandora, if you do Burl Ives. Burl pa- Ives, I love Pandora. That. Station, you're welcome. It is like the best holiday Pandora station ever. So look it up. Our okay. lives is getting paid right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hit me up. Um, I think I would choose, I think I would choose Christmas music for a year because I can't, I, I really love Christmas music. I'm not, I don't really like freak out when it comes on early or anything like that. You know, when it starts playing in October or whatever. Well, Sometimes I do. Just because I want – Halloween's my favorite. I think I would still go a year because then you're just – you're done with it after a year. And then you could still have it occasionally. Although it might ruin it. I thought about that, but I thought it might ruin it. And I get tired of Christmas by Christmas. Yeah, so would you? Uh, Christmas music. Excuse me. I get tired of Christmas music by Christmas Day. So I don't know if I could go a whole year. I can barely make it two and a half months that's true that's true i think but then it would be but then you know what i don't i do listen to music a little bit more these days but i could just have it like some silent night like in the background as i'm trying to work (laughs) or something like that like i think i could figure it out Mm. i think i would go for the year year what would you do you would go for never again gosh that is so hard uh, I, I think I'll go with a year as well. Okay. Just kind of tough it out. You it might ruin too. it for me, but I'll take the risk. 
All right. Well, we would love to know what you would rather. We talk about it every single week, and it's hilarious in the Joy Junkie After Hours Club that I have over on Facebook. And if you want to come over and join in all of the camaraderie and the extra trainings that I do every single week, answer your questions, get that support from one another, come and hang out. All you have to do is go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. It'll redirect you right over to the Facebook group. And there's always additional coupon codes and, and cool things happening. But on Mondays, we do discuss the would you rather. So it's really fun to hear everybody's rationale for what they would choose and the questions that they give to you are really right, funny. Right. So come hang out. And you can also find that in the show notes page as well. So let's talk about how to make epic shit happen in 2018. 2018? This is something that we've done for the last handful of years. It's wildly popular, I think, because there's a couple of trends we see. Obviously, we see all the stuff about resolutions. I think we're all fairly savvy enough to know that that's not even really a thing, right? Resolutions aren't goals. They're not commitments. They're not plans. They are an idea. They're just an idea. And the same is true for all of the things that I've mentioned about in the podcast. Like a lot of this stuff is conceptual. It's great ideas to speak kindly to yourself or to establish boundaries. But you actually have to do something in order to make it come to fruition. The same is true for anything that you want to accomplish in 2018. So I think that we see a lot of people saying, what are your resolutions? Or we also hear this a lot. What's your word for 2018? What's the word? What's it all going to be about? And that's a great idea. But unless you have plans to back up, like, okay, this is going to be my year of affluence, or this is going to be my year of education, or this is whatever, or peace, no matter what your word is, you have to have some sort of action step, some sort of plan in order to envelop your year with that sort of a concept. May I? Yeah. Resolve basically means that you have the determination to solve a problem, right? Mm-hmm. It's the determination. So like you said, it's an idea. It, but if you have that determination... You have to put a plan in place in order for that determination, that passion to fill in the gaps. That's right. Because otherwise it, you know, we, how many of us have gone to some kind of conference and got all pumped up Yep. and then three days later you're like, man, well, whatever. That's right. You know, like you don't put your plan in place. That's exactly right. And the same thing with New Year's. An incredibly important point. And that's one of the reasons why in the tribe, I know I've talked about this a lot lately, in the tribe, in our final week, the entire final week is a maintenance plan. And it's all of the students' opportunity to make sure that you are continuing down that personal development path, right? Because it's so easy to get really pumped up and really excited. That's also why The tribe spans over three months because it's designed to create lasting and sustainable change over a long period of time. And you need repetition. You need habits. You need a new way of being. And that's one of the reasons why I don't do, you know, like a one day intensive of the tribe because I really feel like it's change changes what happens over time by doing the same thing over and over and over again, creating new habits. So we're going to touch on that a little bit today. But if you're wondering what the hell the tribe is, you can go to thejoyjunkie.com slash tribe. It's my signature program. It's by far the most transformational 
process that anyone can do with me and my students just rave about it and they really do it's opening for registration in the middle of january so right now if you want to get in on all the early bird specials and all of that get your name on that list again just at the joyjunkie.com slash tribe here's two major mistakes that i do see people make around goal setting or around the new year One of them is that they only make goals in one major area of their life. They will say things like, and perhaps you can really relate to this, this is the year I'm getting fit. This is the year where I really throw myself into my parenting. A theme, yeah. And it's typically one major category of your life. So we're going to talk about eight major categories of your life. And by the time we're done here, you'll have a whole map of how to cater to all of these various areas in a way that lights you up and that's quantifiable. So again, if you have not grabbed your planning guide for 2018, you have to have that as we go through this. Otherwise, it's not going to make a whole lot of sense. Again, you can find that thejoyjunkie.com slash 234 or in the show notes. So one major area of their life They'll say things like, this is the year I get fit. This is the year of my business. This is the year that I am going to start dating again. It's one major area. Now, the reason why this is important to talk about is because most of the time we will tend to that one area that either we're more confident in Mm -hmm. or it feels a little bit easier. For instance, if your marriage isn't the best – And that's really awkward and uncomfortable for you to address. And it's a lot easier for you to throw yourself into your business. It could seem really noble to go, okay, this is the year of my business. You throw everything into it. You neglect your relationship category or your intimate partner category. And you realize, okay, I've created this amazing business, but I haven't been on a date with my spouse in four years. (laughs) You know, It could go the other way around too. It could go absolutely the other way around. So the idea behind all of this is that we are multifaceted as humans. We are fulfilled in many different categories. We aren't just parents. We aren't just employees or employers. We're not just physical beings. We're also spiritual beings. So there's all these different ways that we can contribute to our own happiness, our own fulfillment, but we have to shine the light on all of those things and make headway in all of these categories, right? Because we know that you could have one area of your life that's going really, really well. Like, let's say you're super fit and healthy, but you struggle in your relationship or you struggle with finances or you struggle in in another category. It almost doesn't matter how great your body is. You don't get to relish it. You don't get to enjoy that piece of yourself as much because there's all these other elements of your life that are suffering. So we're going to talk about making some shifts in all of those areas. One of the other big, big mistakes that I see people make when it comes to planning and creating goals for the new year is that they make very vague goals. So they'll say things like, I'm going to start a new business or I'm going to get healthy. And it's like, well, what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean you are going to go raw? You're going to go vegan? Does that mean you're going to get a Peloton bike for your living room? Does that mean you're going to hire a personal trainer? Does that mean you're just going to stay on track with your dental appointments? Like, What the fuck does becoming healthy look like for you? 
that's another huge piece that we're going to address today is looking at the specificity of all of these things that you want to accomplish so that you can really check them off and go, yes, I did do that. Mm -hmm. And both of those elements, creating goals in multiple areas of your life, as well as being as quantifiable and qualitative as possible, that leads to happiness. That's why it fucking matters. Because you actually are accomplishing what you're wanting to do and you're catering to all the things that bring you happiness. Yes. Right. So we'll we'll talk more about those categories here in a minute, but you'll notice on the first two pages of your planning guide, there is a place for us to kind of assess 2017. And this is an incredibly important part of this process. And most of you will probably skip it. Because it involves reflecting on the things you were most proud of in 2017. Yeah. Looking back at what perhaps was your biggest lesson learned in 2017. What word or theme would you use to describe the role that 2017 played in your life and why? So those are the first three questions that you'll see. And I really want you to take some time to journal this and really be contemplative. If you can make it somewhat sacred in how you maybe pour your glass glass of eggnog or something like that, <laughs> burn a little incense, play some music, give yourself some time to reflect. Because so much of the time we are hustling, 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 let's check off the next box. You've heard me talk about this ad nauseum. And I have to really watch this for myself as well. So sometimes at the new year, I will meet with my coach and I'll just say, here's all the things I really want to celebrate. Here's what I learned. And it gives me a lot more of a meta view of where I'm going, what I've accomplished, instead of getting caught up in all of the minutiae. So you'll see on the second page of the journal prompts, there's two additional questions there for you. Use the space below to list out all of the accomplishments from 2017 that you want to celebrate. And then finally, how have you grown over this past year? Who have you become? Now, for some of you, it may be a really challenging year and you may not love who you were this past year. And that may be an opportunity for some change or some movement as we move into 2018. Whatever comes up there is fine because we really need to assess what's going on in order to move forward, right? To say, here's what was really positive. Here's what I was very successful at. And then here's where I want to move the mark or here's where I kind of let myself down and I want to be sure to pay attention to this going forward. But I also think, you know, you and I have talked a lot about what has kept our relationship really potent and powerful over 20 years together. And I really think there's a huge piece of gratitude of love, of compassion, celebration for everything that we go through. So we will, we thank each other for everything, (laughs) just constant gratitude, constant, constant. And we celebrate the fuck out of everything, whatever we, you know, when we- I love that. Get, you know, we just got our new apartment or I make a certain goal happen in business or you do, or we- get a new car or whatever. We're like, time to celebrate. We need to celebrate. But we also really do celebrate our own character development and who we've become. So I don't want you to overstep that part. Even though a lot of people will be like, no, no, let me just jump to 2018. Let me just plan. Let me just plan. Right. Yes. That's a good point. I love that. 
being able to kind of reflect on where you've been so you know where you're going. Exactly. Otherwise, we're just operating with a glorified to-do list. That's it. There's no emotion to it. We're just chasing. And so if you really sink into it and celebrate, that's where you find the happiness. Okay, so let's get into how we're going to plan for the coming year. So as I've told you before, and what you just very poignantly said, look at where you are so you know where you want to go. On your third page of your planning guide, you're going to see a grid that kind of breaks down the difference between 2017 and 2018. What you're going to do first is the, the smaller 2017 in the middle I want you to give yourself a a category ranking in all of these various areas that you see here. So there are eight of them, fun and recreation, significant other, career, money, spirituality or growth or spiritual growth, personal growth, whatever you want to give that uh, a moniker, friends and family, health, and physical environment. So those are kind of the eight major, major categories that many of us have in our world. If there's something you need to tweak slightly, feel free. This was actually something that I was made aware of through the Coaches Training Institute, which is where I personally studied coaching. Yes. They this was one of the very first exercises they had me do, and I still have my clients do to give kind of a a large view snapshot of where you are as it relates to happiness in your life, okay? So when you are ranking these various areas, you're not going to rank fun and recreation based off of how many days you spend partying or how many days you spend going to Disneyland or having fun outings. It is your level of satisfaction in that category. So if you don't have this huge value around fun or play or adventure, you tend to be more introverted or serious or not quite as, you know, jovial, perhaps fun and recreation, you would rank at a seven if you go out once a month. Okay. Or if you have a game night with some friends. So it's not about the quantity in each category. It's your level of satisfaction. So for instance, if you have the significant other category and you're single, but you're extremely happy that way, you might give yourself an eight because you are highly satisfied in that particular category. Category. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So it's not the quantity. It is your level of happiness in each category. This is where you're at right now at the end of 2017. That's your inner circle. Now, on the external circle, you'll see all eight categories listed there as well. But I want you to say, here's where I want to be by this time next year. So at the Hmm. close of 2018, here's where I want to be. So let's say right now I would rank – I'm going to do this in real time. Ooh, nice. I would rank my health mm – I would give myself probably – probably like a six. I knew you were going to say A six or a seven. I, there's definitely things that I'm great about, but there's things that I really do want to make some momentum on. So that's where I would put myself now, end of 2017. So if I flash forward a year from now, where do I want to be? I want to definitely be like a solid eight, maybe like a nine. So now I can kind of look at, here's the sort of jump 
point-wise that I want to take for my health going from this year to next. And then you do this for all of the various categories. Now, physical environment is your home. That can be everything from your immediate environment, like the room you stay in, all the way to the neighborhood, the city, the state, even the country that you live in. Physical environment is how happy are you with where you reside, right? So it could be you love, love, love the state you live in. You just really don't like your current domicile. So it could be all right, I'm going to give myself a seven. So that just means I am going to want to make it a nine by the end of 2018. So you you guys get the point. Now you're going to look at the jump between those two to start crafting your goals, right? So our ideal is that we want to be tens in every category. I think that's pretty lofty. The idea that you are just making headway in any of these categories, I think, is fantastic. Sure. So be realistic, because when when you're realistic, you tend to attain these goals much, much more frequently or with mm-hmm. the greater success. Was that what you were going to say? Yeah, I was just. Um, I'm I'm excited to get. Uh, first of all, I realize why this is such a amazing uh, episode for people. Oh, it's so awesomely contentful. But thanks. Um, are you going to get into how to qualify a seven and nine, like how to qualify the the two point jump? Uh, not, not, not super in depth. Why? I'm just curious. How do you qualify? I want to be at a nine. What does that mean? Right. You know, I think if you're going to keep the energy and the passion and the emotion in it, then you have to kind of go, I'm going to feel like this. I'm a nine. I'm going to look like this when I'm a nine. My physical environment is going to be like this when I'm a nine and have an image or something that gives you some context to what that nine is. Otherwise you get to the end of the year and you're like, I don't know if I'm a nine. What is a nine? You know? That's right. Yes. Okay. So yes, we will be sort of doing that. Okay. A lot of it's intuitive. So for instance, that's a great question. When I came up with my rank of six to seven. Right. That's a little easier. Right. So when I came up with that rank, I can tell you why I gave myself that. Yes. I, I know I'm behind on a dentist visit. I know that I'm doing pretty good on what I'm consuming, but I need to be much better about physical fitness. So I can tell you that there's something quantifiable there. I know that I want to continue on all of my doctor visits. Let's see. I also want to, there's some pelvic healing stuff that I want to do in the form of like physical therapy and and things like that. There's some work I want to do on my knees. So I can tell you, okay, here's why I gave myself a six Mm -hmm. or a seven. So now I know, okay, if I'm moving to eight or nine, all of those things that I just mentioned will be shifted in some way. So that dentist visit will contribute to an eight or a nine. A workout schedule, okay, three to five times per week, that will contribute to an eight or a nine. So it really is all based off of your own intuition. And usually it's shifting those, all those things that came to mind that you want to shift. Yeah. Right. You know, if you want to attain a specific financial goal, that's probably what's going to equate a eight or a nine for you. Make sense. Good. Thank you. Okay, cool. That was a great question. Speaking of the kind of the qualifiers and how to, 
be sure that we're not making vague goals here. You're going to see on the next page is a breakdown of SMART goals. Now, you might have seen this sort of a concept before. The S-M-A-R-T of SMART is an acronym, and they stand for specific things. And this is really just kind of a reference sheet for you to be sure that every goal that you create for yourself in the new year follows this formula so that you know that it's not vague and it's Mm -hmm. not kind of airy-fairy. It's something a little bit more concrete. And I love this quote that you'll see there in your planning guide by Paul Meyer. And it says, if you're not making the progress that you would like to make and are capable of making, it is simply because your goals are not clearly defined. Mm. Exactly what I was telling you before. Like, this is the year of my business. Well, you need a business plan. You need quarterly goals. You need a a kind of an end result that you are shooting for. So let's talk about what SMART goals look like. And this is, uh, you'll see an example here for you. Okay, so the S stands for specific. And that is depicted here with a example of a SMART goal versus a not SMART goal. So the specific would be purchasing a Disneyland passes for the family and planning five trips a year. That's not really a thing anymore now that we're in North Carolina, but in (laughs) Southern California, Disney passes are like a big deal. Now, a not smart version of a similar goal that's not specific would be do more activities with the kids. It's like, okay, do how do I really check that off a list? Right. It's it's possible. It just doesn't set you up for success as greater as great as it can. Yeah. Measurable. You can easily tell if you've accomplished this goal, obviously, because it's measurable. You can tell if you have planned five trips to Disneyland yeah. each year. You can That's tell if you quantified. purchased yeah. the Disneyland passes to begin with, right? Not smart. There's no way to measure if you've accomplished it or not. Achievable. The A stands for achievable. Is it possible to accomplish this? Your answer should be yes. If it is something that is so lofty, like for instance, if you say, I'm going to create, like, let's say you've been, your health has been at a two, you've been a pretty sedentary lifestyle and you decide that your goal is to work out seven days a week and run a 5k in two weeks, you know, something like that, where it's, it's so demoralizing because it's such an extreme jump and it's so lofty that you're like, Fuck, overwhelming. it mm-hmm. doesn't feel achievable. It's, it should be something that you go, hell yes, I can do this. It's a stretch. I'm pushing myself. But yes, it's an achievable. Uh, it's an achievable thing. Now, in the not smart category, saying something like just doing more activities with the kids, the goal is so nonspecific that it's impossible to tell if it's realistic or not. Right. You know? So you're. it's kind of, uh, I don't know. The R stands for resonant. And this is about accomplishing a goal or pursuing a goal because it really honors your core value system. It's you really deeply care about your family and connecting with them. It should be resonant as opposed to a goal that you set into place because somebody else is creating a demand for you. Mm -hmm. A great example is uh, creating a goal of accomplishing a degree that your parents really want you to accomplish and you just want to be an artist. 
or you want to teach music to children or something like that, but your family is like, no, you need to be a doctor. That's a perfect example of the goal not really resonating with you, vibing at your frequency. Why did you say vibe? Resonate is a sound word. Mm -hmm. So if something resonates with you or it resonates with another sound, then they go together. Yeah. Right? So if the goal and you resonate, then your vibes are the same. Ooh, I love that. So that's kind of how I look at resonate is, does that vibrate with me? Yes. Are we singing the same tune? Yeah. Are we on the same note? Are you, what other metaphor can we use? <laughs> are you crunking and I'm singing jazz? Or, you know, like what the- <laughs> oh my God, crunking. I love it. So yeah, and that's a really, the, the resonant piece is I would really check in on that particular goal and go, what is my big why? Why do I want to accomplish this? Is it genuinely for personal fulfillment? Or is it for somebody else? Is it a people-pleasing thing? Or maybe then I'll be loved, or maybe then I'll be accepted, Mm. or whatever. Or is it because I genuinely believe that this is in alignment with who I am, right? Mm -hmm. And then finally, you're going to look for time orientation. Is your goal time-oriented? So what that is going to involve is a due date or deadlines. And that will help you start to... Put this stuff into your calendar and break it down into baby steps or or mini goals in service of the big, big goal. For example, you use the spend more time with the kids. Right. Maybe you have a demanding job and that job doesn't allow for it. You do a lot of traveling. Yep. So you can put that time and say by uh, October of next year, yep. I should be able to have less travel because I'm going to put these steps in place. That's right. You know, to get a different job or to, you know, hire somebody else to help me. Delegate. With, yeah. Right. Like what is it that you're going to do to, in a time sense that helps you get to the goals of achieving more time with your kids. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So for instance, this one, if we look at the smart version, the smart version of this goal is purchase Disneyland passes for the family and plan five trips this year. That's the big goal. Okay. Right? So the baby goals could potentially be go online, buy the passes. Mm -hmm. So you might go into your calendar, put on Saturday's agenda that you're going to go in to go online and you're going to buy the passes online. Right? Then the next to-do list might be orchestrating everybody in the family's calendar, looking at the school schedule, all of those things, and booking out, here's the first visit, here's the second visit, here's the third visit, whatever, Mm -hmm. and getting that stuff on your calendar. So SMART goals. Every single goal that you set up, I want you to run it through this grid. Is it specific, measurable, achievable, resonant, and time-oriented? S-M-A-R-T. Say it with us. All right, smart. I'm gonna be. Uh, you're really smart. You're gonna be wicked smart. Uh, wicked smart. That's right. <laughs> then finally, we're gonna take all of this that we have created, and we're gonna start getting this out on paper. You may want to have your wheel of life grid where you mapped out and kind of gave yourself those rankings. You might want to have that next to you as you go through the final page. So let's say, let's take health because I've been using that as an example. So let's take health and I might write underneath health right there that I want to jump from a seven to a nine, 
let's say, and here's my goal. Here's what I want to achieve. And it might be a couple of different things. It might be, I want to work out three to five times a week, each for 30 minutes. And by when I want that to be a habit by March 1st, something like that. Is it a smart goal? I would run it through this. Is it specific? Yes. Measurable? Yes. Achievable? Yeah, that's totally doable. Is it resonant? Yes, I really want to do it. And time-oriented? Yes, I've created a very specific deadline for that. Yeah. And you can do that for all of these categories. So you would look back. What did I rank my spirituality and growth? Did I put that at a five? What would make it a seven if that's what I want to be at? Okay. Well, for me, you know what that means? That means reading one book a month or listening to one audiobook a month or completing Amy's Tribe program in January. That will be my major personal growth accomplishment for. 2018. So you get that down on paper and then you put your to-do list or I'm sorry, you put your due date. And then you, you'll also see that final column where you can check off if it's a smart goal or not. This is all brainstorming. This is all the big picture. This is the assessment, right? After you have graphed out kind of your level of satisfaction, after you've started mapping out all of your goals for 2018, Then the final piece is to take that to your calendar or to your to-do list. So where those two things are typically where people get shit done. Mm -hmm. The things that cannot fall through the cracks are this is the shit that's on your calendar and the shit that's on your to-do list. That's the stuff that you will not drop the ball on. So we need to take this final page of your planning guide and infuse it into whatever system you have in place to calendar out your agenda or your to-do list, whatever that looks like. Otherwise, you're just going to have a nice collection of ideas. Yeah. Get it into action. So for me, I do everything out of Google Calendar. That's where my assistant books stuff for me. That's where I have my own to-do list in addition to my calendar. I have a very great system in that way. So for instance, if I'm looking at a health goal, what I would do is go, okay, I want to start working out three to five times a week. Let me go to my calendar and I would plug in, this is the date and time. This is where I'm going to work out here, 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 and here. Yep. Right. If another one of my health goals in order to get me to a nine would be to do this public floor thing right? It would be, okay, first I need to research people who do that, who have a good reputation in our area. I need to ask for referrals. You know, I need to source my community, whatever. Then I need to actually book the appointment. All of that stuff needs to be infused into my calendar in some way or into my to-do list. But this is what is going to create what to put in your to-do list. You know what I mean? So this should be a really useful way for you to analyze, here's the the, the movement that I want to create and be able to do it in such a way that you can actually really accomplish it as you go into 2018. So there's a lot of freedom here too in this final page when you write down goals. If it is a giant goal like open a business, you might want to also have a separate page that has a bunch of mini goals broken down in hierarchical order. Here's what needs to happen first with due dates underneath that. One of my favorite tools is also a Google tool. It's called Google Keep. 
and it's a way to do major lists. I'm going to write that down so I can be sure to let you know about it. It's called Google Keep, and it is basically a great way to organize a bunch of separate to-do lists. And then you can actually plug in reminders into Google Calendar if you want. That's, That's what I tend to use. I know people have all sorts of other ways. Some people like paper calendars. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It just needs to get into a place in your daily life where you're actually going to follow through. Where you see it and follow it, yeah. Yeah. So give yourself a lot of expanse to play and work with this depending on what what works the best for you or how you operate the best. I've given examples of that in the past. Like, for instance, if you know that you hate reading tangible books and you love audiobooks, then don't put it on your to-do list under spirituality and growth to read books when you would know you're never going to do it. You're not going to do it, right. You, It's not how you operate the best. It's not an attainable goal for you. Right. You know, it, it, like the idea of it's, you don't want to do it. You, the method is off. You still right. want to consume the information. It doesn't so, resonate. It doesn't resonate. So find <laughs> yeah. the method that resonates. I've talked about that before with fitness too. You love going to a gym. I love working out in the house. Yeah. I've tried. If I have a gym membership and that's on my to-do list, I'm like, nah, I don't <laughs> want it. I, it's, it's not how I operate the yeah, best. Right. I do so much better finding a new workout program for home and that becomes part of the health to-do list. So really do pay attention to how you operate the best. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So you have got your work cut out for you. I highly suggest you listen to this multiple times. Be sure you grab that planning guide or else this is a waste of 40 minutes of your life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if it's a waste, but you definitely are not optimizing it. That's right. Yeah. Well, and... As I've said many, many times, it's like trying to read a book on Pilates and get ripped abs. Like yeah. you, you have to hit the mat. You have to do something about it. Yeah. So you can consume this information and go, oh, yeah, that's a great idea to plan. And then never do it. Got to be action plan. And then never accomplish your goals. That's right. The, the only difference between people who are wildly successful is that they actually decided on a goal and then they took action steps to accomplish it. Over and over again, right? whether or not they failed or not. It's not a special special sauce. It's really <laughs> not. Get this shit out on paper. You're going to create an epic 2018. I can't wait to hear all about yeah, it. Baby. And I know there's probably a handful of you who will be in the tribe with me in January. Go get it. I can't wait to see who is going to come out to create just major self-love and confidence and being able to say no and standing up for yourself with me and this new group. If you're interested, (laughs) be sure to get on that interest list. And I think, oh, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to give everybody out there, because we haven't done this for a while. Oh, I know where you're going with this. I want to give everybody a huge, warm, Warm, fuzzy. fuzzy. Yay! That's right. I want to give you a warm fuzzy because 2017 has been incredible to have you along for this joy junkie journey and you're a beautiful, beautiful spirit. And the fact that you're even here tells me that you care about being a better human in this world. And we need that now more than ever. That's true. And I'm just grateful. I'm blessed that you could learn from so many people and you hang out with me. It just means the absolute world to me. So I hope you enjoy this awesome free gift for Christmas for you. I love you to pieces. Anything else you wanted to add? Mm, two things. 
Okay. One, just on the grateful side. Thank you for letting me be a part of this part of your business. I really enjoy being able to connect with your audience and connect with you. The other thing I wanted to say. Yes. Is the way that I look at the wheel of life. And this is just me. It's Mm -hmm. just an idea. It's a thing to throw out there. Yeah. I look at it like an actual wheel. Oh. And if I broke those little pieces of pie that are each category of my life into 10 slice, 10 pieces of that pie. Or eight. No, that'd be 10 because 10 is the top, right? Oh, you mean the ranking. Yeah, the ranking. Got it. So if I broke that little piece of pie of my life into 10 pieces and then did that with all of them yeah is one like really sticking out far it's a 10 and when it when the wheel hits it it thunks over all the other ones or is there a missing piece that kind of like divots when i'm rolling that wheel does it have some kind of symmetry and balance that allows for all of those parts of my life to flourish because that i think is the key to where happiness is in this wheel Right. Not having one or two of those spiked and the rest of them down low or in the middle. That's right. So um, to me, if, if I'm happy if I look at that wheel and it has some kind of symmetry. It's not to be perfect, right? But if I've got sixes, eights, you know, nines, all, all kind of around each other and it doesn't look like a, this odd, you know, like snowflake shape. Then, um, yeah, if there's not a one and then a 10, you know, there's some kind of balance there. I think that really is where the happiness lies. Absolutely. Because you could also have a really symmetrical wheel if everything was a two. Right. But your fulfillment, the ride is smooth. Yeah. But your happiness sucks. Yes. Because it's not fulfilling. It's not happy. It's not flourishing. Can't be a joy junkie at a two. That's right. Can't be a joy fucking junkie. And you know what? That actually brings up another great point that I want to make sure that I don't forget. You and I, I always rank my relationship like a nine or a 10. Like there's times when I'm just like, I can't fucking believe this is my marriage. Baby, you're so sweet to me. And it's important that you maintain that. So we create maintenance goals. So it's not necessarily that I want to be... At a twelve next year, it's um, like I want to stay at a ten. How do I going to a six? Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if I want to make a jump in my That's health or my point. career. How do I make sure that I'm still honoring the relationship or or my friendships or whatever else might already be at a really awesome yes. number or ranking of satisfaction? Okay. All right. You guys have a ton of work to do. We will see you around these parts next week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, out. <laughs>